This podcast sponsored by Prime Super. Straightforward superannuation solutions that empower you to grow, manage and protect your wealth and retirement income. That's Prime Super. Go to primesuper.com.au to learn more. James Cook University Rural and Remote Research Academic Dr Isabel Skinner has been appointed Chief Executive of the world's most influential nursing organisation, the International Council of Nurses. With a passion for improving access to specialist healthcare centres for remote and rural residents, Skinner will represent more than 20 million nurses worldwide. We speak to her about her new role and what she aims to achieve as the new head. So Isabel, how far has the nursing fraternity developed since you started? Hi Megan, look it's been extraordinary the change that's happened in nursing. I've been a nurse for a very long time um, and over that period of time we've gone from what we call eminence-based practice. So somebody tells you what to do, you believe that they know what they're talking about, whether it's a charge nurse or a senior nurse and or a doctor and they order something and you think okay well that must be right and then you do it to what we have now which is evidence-based practice where we um, nurses all over the world even we, t- we train uh, students undergraduate students to actually look at um, the policies and procedures that they have in their health service um, identify when they were last updated work out what the reference is, is this actually um, the latest evidence, is there a guideline that relates to that. So whatever the patient is having, um, the nurse will actually understand why they're doing it, what they're doing it for, and the patients can be assured that the quality of care that they're getting is the best that we possibly can provide at the moment. Mm. So what do you aim to do in your new role as the chief of the ICN? So I'm not exactly the chief of the ICN. I'm the chief executive officer for the ICN. Um, the ICN is a um, an organisation that uh, supports the 130 national nursing organisations um, around the world and My role is to support the president of the ICN, who is an elected member. Uh, So her name is Annette Kennedy. And as the chief executive officer, I'm actually running the organisation that is the ICN. So what do you see as universal issues facing the nursing community and how do we solve this? Okay, well, personally, one of the biggest issues that I see for nursing is the poor recognition of nurses and the expertise that nurses have um, by the general public. So one of the key things we need to do is really focus on that nurses are technically expert in the particular field that they may have, that they are providing um, prevention, they're providing clinical treatment, They are managing the health services that they work in. So they're taking on leadership roles, managing roles. And uh, and in many health services, the chief executive of the health service is a nurse. So the perception of the public that nurses are nice people who plump the pillows and look after you is 
a very naive one. Yes, nurses do that, but nurses are also highly skilled, highly trained and technically competent. So how do we change that? And it's really about focusing on and profiling some of our extraordinary nurses, our nurse practitioners, our advanced nurses working in all kinds of fields uh, from uh, hepatic medicine to remote area nursing uh, to emergency departments. This is really what people need to actually understand. What is the role of the nurse? What do they do? And why is it um, that we need to train nurses uh, such a lot to be able to do the kinds of things we need them to do to look after people who are sick or to prevent illness? Mm. So what is the demand for nurses working in remote areas? What is the demand for nurses working in remote areas? Well, if you think about Australia, for example, Australia has a large landmass and it has a population that is concentrated around the coast. So anyone who is not working in the major population centres around the coast is likely to be working in the context, or any nurse that is, is likely to be working in the context of remote area nursing practice. Even if you're working on a, an island off the coast of Queensland, or you may be working in a remote Indigenous community in Western Australia, or you might be working in a isolated town um, in Tasmania. The context of your care is that of a remote area practitioner. So you really need to know your community very well. You need to have public health skills, you need to have emergency skills, and you need to be um, an expert in prevention so that the people in your community are staying well. So the demand is huge because we have um, a lot of people uh, in Australia are living outside of this, you know, very small um, band of uh, the coastal fringe. When we think about that in the context of uh, nursing globally, then the demand for uh, remote area nursing skills globally is absolutely enormous. Uh, even though you think about the world urbanising very quickly, there's also a lot of people who are providing care um, for their communities and for their populations um, around the world who are not in major metropolitan hospitals. Mm. So what is the ratio of remote nurses needing assistance like mental health care and pastoral wellbeing compared with metropolitan nurses? Look, this is a very interesting question. Uh, a colleague of mine, Sue Lenthal, um, did a, quite a nice study as her PhD study looking at that very fact. And what we found is that nurses in remote communities are incredibly resilient. So their need for um, mental health support is actually very similar to that of a nurse working. So a nurse in remote Northern Territory, is their needs are very similar to a nurse working in at the Royal Darwin Hospital, which was a surprise to many of us, particularly those of us who've been working in remote health for a long time. So it's the role of nursing itself is um, is complex, is stressful. Um, people often 
working long shifts, going without sleep, and um, and are dealing with things that are uh, emotionally demanding. So the role of nursing is one that is actually needing support, not just people in remote areas. And in fact, it's very similar depending on your um, context of, of work. Mm, that's very interesting. And finally, how does Australian nursing, in particular rural and remote nursing, differ and compare to that of our international counterparts? Our international counterparts, uh, apart from in a very few countries, think about remote nursing as public health nursing, primary health care nursing, or rural nursing. So the context that we think of as remote nursing is um, thought of in other countries in a different way. They think of themselves as a rural primary health care nurse. Uh, so when we when we relabel what we do, then we find that our jobs are very similar. But um, remote nursing is really only thought about in um, northern Canada, uh, in uh, parts of Europe that are very isolated, such as, um, you know, in Denmark, where they uh, they have Greenland, is uh, nursing in Greenland is considered remote area nursing, and island nursing is often considered remote area nursing. But actually, um, yeah, rural primary healthcare nursing is what we would consider to be remote nursing. So there are lots and lots of nurses working in that context of care. There is also a very interesting area that a lot of remote area nurses work in, and that is the context of disaster and emergency care, and that is a global um, a global need as well. So there are lots of places, and we're looking at Guatemala at the moment and Hawaii at the moment, that are um, suffering from their volcanoes. And uh, so nurses are involved in disaster and emergency care around the world as well, and this is the skill set that remote area nurses have. And that was Isabel Skinner, the incoming CEO of the International Council of Nurses, and starts in her role on August 1st.